Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Peace in the Middle podcast. My name is Wakia, and I'm your host. First, I would like to just thank you so much for being so faithful during this time while I was away. You continue to listen, you continue to share, you continue to reach out and, um, you know, just show your love to me. And I really do appreciate that. So I pray that you're all well, that you all are thriving and not just surviving, but actually thriving in this space. So as we get ready to end 2022 and enter into 2023, I just want to come really quickly and bring you some words of encouragement. And just ask you, you know, to make sure that, you know, we're all fixing our focus on the things that are really important. Um, Today, I want to talk about just that our focus. Right. Because I feel like today so many people suffer from anxiety and, you know, just um, an abundance of stress and worry. And so I wanted to try to come today and just sort of talk on that a little bit and talk about how it's important for us to really think about what we're thinking about, right? to really focus on what we're thinking about, um, because it all starts with a thought. So today I want to talk about, uh, like I said, worry, focus. So what is worry? So worry is defined as it give, to give way to anxiety or unease. To allow one's mind to dwell on a perceived or actual trouble or difficulty. Right? So, as I was thinking about this, um, <laughs> I, you know, I've talked about Peter getting out of the boat many, many times. And so, I, I'm going to actually talk about him again, just because I feel like sometimes a lot of things in my life actually relate back to Peter. Because, <laughs> you know, Peter was like the rebel in the Bible. He was always the one started in trouble. So, um in Matthew 14, 20 and 29, it talks about how God was coming across the world. The God had pretty much sent the guys out, the disciples out, you know, across the um, the water or whatever. They was already out on the boat. And it was like a lot of, you know, it was dark. It was like waves crashing against the boat. All the things that we can imagine in that space. And all of a sudden they see somebody, they see something walking across the water. They re- crawl out and say, oh my goodness, it's a ghost. First of all, why is the first thing you're going to think is a ghost? But anyway, <laughs> I, you think it's a ghost, but then they, they, but Jesus says, no, if you're not, it's me, you know, um, just chill. G, um, Peter says, well, if Lord, if it's you, call me out there. Let me walk on the water with you. So sure enough, Jesus tells him to come. Peter comes on out in the water and he actually walks on water until he sees the wind. Not that he feels the wind, people. It's that he sees the wind. At that moment, he begins to sink. So we're going to stop right there at that space, right? Where he sees the wind and he begins to sink. To me, that's what worry looks like. Worry is a thing of, it's not even there yet. Like it, it hasn't even happened yet. It's not even, it's just another if. It's an if statement, right? It's if this ha- happens, then that. If this does this, then I'm going to do that. Like it's that if. It's not even the thing, Cause I think a lot of stuff we can deal with the things. I think sometimes we just get overwhelmed or I get overwhelmed. If that's, if that's like, I'm not even gonna say that. I would say, I think sometimes people get overwhelmed by the thought of the thing, the perceived win, right? That the just seeing the win, not at touching you, not at blowing you over, not at doing any of those things, but just the thought of it, you know? Now, obviously 
sometimes that word that worry can be, you know, magnified if if it's something you've experienced before and now you're afraid that it's going to happen again. Right. So let's be clear. It's not that the worry is not valid. It's not that the worry is not something that we all could possibly understand why you're concerned. Like it, it makes sense in real life to be worried about that thing. But the, no, let me say to be concerned about that thing. But the trick bag is, is when you worry about something and you're constantly, constantly, constantly focusing on it. Right. And it haven't even happened yet. Like that's where it gets, it gets sort of crazy. Right. Because that's when it gets to the point where it's no longer just an, just a, a thought that's running through. Now it has become the only thing that you can focus on. Right. And, and it's so unfortunate because in today's society, in today's society, it's like everybody suffers from anxiety and everybody suffers from this, you know, this overabundance of stress and worry. And I don't know if, and I don't necessarily know if we do, right? Right? I don't, I don't, I don't really know if that's really a real thing. And again, this is just my opinion. So before you fire shots, just know <laughs> that this is just my opinion. And, and one of the things that we try to do here at Peace in the Middle is be, is let it to be a safe space. So just like I'm going to give you space to express your opinion, I ask that you give me space to express mine. So my opinion is that I don't that it's not necessarily that that serious, right? And it's really not that serious. Like when you talk to someone who is like, I don't know, nine or 10 or 11 and they overly stress, what you stressed about? You got to go to school today. You got to do the things. Like it's, <laughs> what are we stressed about people? Like it's, what are we really stressed about? So, but right now stress and this worry, this anxiety thing is something that, that has gotten to be such a common thing for us it's just so common and it's not common to a point of saying like um seeing a mcdonald's on every corner sort of common it's common like it's common like we almost wear like a badge of courage almost like a get out of jail free card like i can't do x because of the fact that i'm suffering from anxiety i can't do y because of the fact that i'm suffering from anxiety or this is just the way it's going to be because i suffer from anxiety and my question to you is does it really have to be though I, I don't know the answer to that. Only you can know the answer to that, right? But what we want to talk about today is how it's gotten to the point where because that's like so culturally acceptable that that's just our truth. And I'm giving you truth here in quotation marks. Um, we've sort of just said we've accepted it, right? Like I'm overly worried. I'm overly stressed. This is the way it's going to be. Keep it moving. There's nothing to see here. And I think that to me is the issue, right? That is the thing. It's how we've now, and it's even overly concerning for me as a Christian, because as a Christian, the world tells me not to conform. My word tells me not to conform to this world, right? Not to think like this world, you know what I'm saying? Not to conform here. Um, as a matter of fact, I think it's Romans, I'm almost sure it's Romans 1 and 2, where it actually talks about um, that, you know, that we should not be, we should not be conformed to this world, but we should be renewed by the, the, we should be changed by the renewing of our minds, right? That we should constantly, constantly, constantly be be, uh, leaning more into God. And while we have to walk in this world every day, we don't have to be of this world every day. You know what I'm saying? So let's talk about that a little bit more. 
So that right there pretty much just means, you know how sometimes you could be in class or you, you could be at work and your body is there, but your mind ain't there. <laughs> right? Like that's what that means. It's like, you know, you're in a space, but you're not really in the space. Your mind is on something completely different. You know, and it's about what you're focusing on. So it goes back to that same thing again, right? About the the art of focusing and the being intentional. What will we focus on? Because we don't have to focus on the issue or the difficulty or the thing. We really don't have to focus on it. Now, I want to be mindful of it, right? Because I realize that there are people out here right now that are dealing with some real serious stuff. Like we're dealing, people are dealing with some real serious stuff. And in those spaces, I would say, okay, you're going to have to deal with it. But even in that space, you can only do what you can do. You can't do, you know, like, you know, you, everybody gets to a point where you've literally done all that you can do. And all you can do then at that point is just stand. I think that in today's society, yo, what society tells us is, is that no, you continue to grind. You continue to find a way. You continue to beat the odds. You continue, you continue, continue to the point where now everybody's so stressed out. You can't even break. <laughs> you can't even take a break. Taking a break is wrong. You know, not grinding is wrong. Not pushing towards the mark is wrong. All those things are just wrong. And I th- I just don't think that's real. I don't, I do not believe that there is nothing in God's word, it tells me that I am supposed to be grinding all day long. If anything, he tells me just the opposite. He tells me to cast my cares on him and he got it. You know what I'm saying? He tells me stuff like, don't worry, fear not. You know what I'm saying? He tells me those things. He tells me about this sweet rest and that there's peace. You know, how he will leave his peace with me. You know what I'm saying? And those are the things that are opposite of what society tells me to do, right? What I have just decided is that I'm not going to conform to what society tells me to do. So conformity is a behavior that is in accordance with socially acceptable conventions or standards. So as Christians, should we be conforming to what culture is telling us to do? And like, that's something I ask myself all the time. Like, what am I doing? Who am I trying to please? What am I, you know what I'm saying? Like, what am I doing? (laughs) Who said that? Who said this is the way it's supposed to be? So I'm constantly challenging that thought. And, you know, I may not challenge it out loud. It's something I'm constantly challenging within myself, right? Because in truth, I'm the one, you don't have to live your life. You're the one who have to think your thoughts. You're the one who have to do all the things. And it ain't, in, in real life, it's not even all the actions that we're moving, doing. It's the thoughts that we're thinking that's controlling everything, that's changing everything. So, when I think about these crazy thoughts and these wayward thoughts and how it constantly falls us in this place of worrying, what does that look like? Right? We all seen it. We all, we've all experienced it. We've all done it. You know, um... Where we allow that thing to be so big, that issue that we're experiencing to be so, so big, you know, and it's overwhelming and to the point where we can't see through it. We can't see over it. We can't see beneath it. We can't see around it. All we see is it. That's what worry looks like. And you know what's so crazy about worry, right? It's not even just, (laughs) it's not even just a thing, but we've already built out a whole life 
for the thing. Like we've already said it's going to happen here. And when this happened, then this is going to happen. And that's going to happen. Then I'm going to have to go through this. And then I got to go do this. And then this is going to happen. Then I got to turn around and do this. And now I'm going to lose my job. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. All the things. <laughs> All the things have happened. And at this point, nothing has happened. Like really. Like you've played the whole thing out in your world. And at that point, your body is releasing all these unnecessary chemicals and, and you know, just doing more harm to yourself, not just um, mentally, but also physically, right? Because your body, your physical body does not respond well to that, you know? And so then you start to get like headaches and some people get like stomach aches and some people just start to, you know, I know some people who break out of hives, you know, it's like all these different things start to happen just from worrying. Right. Just from worrying, just from this stress of overacting, overusing your brain to a point where, you know, building out all these crazy scenarios that really does not matter, that that may never come to pass. You could be just like Peter in truth. Right. Well, you just see the wind. You just seen it like you ain't feel it. You didn't. You ain't see nothing else get blown over by it. All you did was see it. And oh my goodness, Lord, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And you starting to sink. For what? <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying for? Ain't nothing happened. Ain't nothing happened. You know. So let's talk about some tricks that I think that we can use to try to help us get some of the victory, right? Where we can actually um, start to move forward and not focus on um, the craziness, right? Not focus on the craziness, not focus on the, the, the job or the relationship or the, um, the money or the health issue. Like, let's not focus on it. Let's, what can we do to fix our focus? So let's start with the obvious. The obvious says that we're going to, we're going to review the facts because they are what they are. It is what it is. Right? We've all heard it. We've all used that phrase before. It is what it is. Let's focus on the, the facts. You know what I'm saying? Let's focus on them, but let's not lose our faith. That's trick number one. So I'm not going to say that, you know, you just sit here and just pretend it ain't a thing. Because, hey, it's a thing. We all know it's a thing. <laughs> right? Right? You, we all know it's a thing. If you got some kind of health scare going on right now, okay, we know it's a thing. All the tests have come back and said, A, B, C, D, this is what's happening. These are the next step. This is what you got to do. You got to take this medicine. You got to do this. You got to go on for this procedure, all the things. And you know what? Because we're thinkers, we're going to do all the things. We're thinkers and we're doers. We're going to do all the things. We're going to go to the doctor. We're going to take the medicine. We're going to do all that. So we're going to understand the facts. But we're also going to lean on our faith. We're going to, what I would say is, Repeat to yourself different things, like reading the, the Bible, different stories where you see God have showed up and healed for no reason, like just healed. And he didn't just heal people who believed in him. He healed people who didn't necessarily believe. Like when he did Nehemiah, Nehemiah didn't even really believe in God. He thought it was some foolishness. And then when the dude told him to go and jump in over the daggone Jordan, he didn't want to do it because the Jordan was nasty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Side note, Nehemiah was a leper, had this bad skin disease. He was trying to cover it up. One of the servant girls was like, oh, if the master was to go and talk to this dude, this prophet I know, he would tell him what to do to save, you know, to heal himself. Nehemiah says, okay, cool. I'm going to talk to this prophet dude. You know, go talk go talk to this prophet who believed in this guy. He goes and talks to the prophet. The prophet tell him, go wash in the Jordan three times and then you will be saved. 
the problem was the Jordan was like the Hudson's, the Hudson <laughs> in New York, or the Jordan was like the Potomac in D.C. Just filthy. Just absolutely filthy. You know what I'm saying? And so Nehemiah was like, nah, I just want you to wave your hand at me. Like, why you can't just wave your hand? <laughs> right? To heal me. And he was like, no, I need you to go, I need to go wash in the Hudson three times. I need to go wash in the, in the, um, the Jordan three times. And that's how you're going to be clean. You know what I'm saying? So my point, if God can do it for somebody like Nehemiah, who came to the story with no faith in place and in, in truth, and then questioned the manner in which he was supposed to be healed, then that tells you that if he wanted to heal you, he could. It is solely possible. And I think that's the trick that we have to constantly remember, that his healing power, his, his power to do the thing is never what's in question. He has the power. Now, whether or not he do it for you at that time is completely different. Now, that's where it gets questionable. Whether or not he's going to do it for you. But that is okay. Because the trick bag is not for you to make that decision. You only have to focus on the fact that you know that he can do it. He can do it. And if he chooses not to do it, then you have to know that he's not doing it. Because it is something that you are learning in that space. And that's where you lean in there. You believe that one, he can do it. And if he does not do it, or if he doesn't do it today, all you can say is, Lord, what do you want me to learn today? In this space. So that's one. Review the facts. Lean into your faith. Ask God for the lesson. Right? So I would say number two is to be clear about, and I guess this is a little bit of number one as well, right? To be clear about who your authority of record is. While science may say that this is what's going on with your body, please note, <laughs> just like when my car breaks down, I take it back to the dealer. You know why? Because the dealer knows exactly how it's supposed to work. Let's be very clear. The dealer knows exactly how it's supposed to work. Now, don't get me wrong. My husband is a mechanic and he could do some things on some things. But when that car starts acting crazy, I'm going to need to go back to GMC. This is what I'm telling y'all. I'm going to need to go all the way back <laughs> to GMC because they really know how they really envisioned it to work. Like they in the, in the lab and when it was writing the drawing up, they knew how this thing was going to work. That's exactly how God did us. Right. When you go through some things, you have to know who your authority of record is. And God, who is the manufacturer of all things. The Bible tells us without him, nothing is made. Nothing was created. So therefore, he is the manufacturer of all things. You know what I'm saying? Now, we can take those things and pervert them true. But God, they were only made because God said yes. He approved it. He said, OK. You know, so my point is that. You have to know who your authority is. And once you identify your authority of record, if you are a Christian and you're listening to this, this podcast and you know that my authority of record is, is God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you know this, right? And so because that is my authority record, whatever that word says and whatever God has said in that word is what I believe to be true. So that right there supersedes everything else that I see. Everything else. It doesn't matter what the law of man say. That doesn't matter to me. Has has no has no validity. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me what what um you know the medical records say. Again, it has nothing for me because at this point I still have to believe what God said about me. I just have to believe that. You know, so I so I it does not matter what that man or that woman or that boss, or that, that so-called friend said about me. None of that matters. 
Only thing that matters is what the my authority, my manufacturer, the person who designed me, the person who said this is who I am, the person who put breathe breath into my lungs said about me. That is really the truth. And I believe that no matter what else is going on, that that is my authority of record. That is my authority of record. If the job quits and I don't have a job today, I have to believe that I will have more oil, that I will get more money. I will get more food like that. These things will come because he's told me that he ain't never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. He told me that, and I happen to believe that that's truth. So I will say that is my second point. So I'm trying to look over my notes here as I'm, as I'm talking to you. So if you hear something wrestling in the background, just ignore that noise. <laughs> um, I will say number three. Number three is that it's not going to be easy. Right. It's just not going to be easy. Who said it was going to be easy? Nobody says that in the Bible. Like we read the Bible and the Bible's all it's all, you know, muddled with craziness, foolishness, craziness, just hardships and pains and struggling and stress and, str- and strain. Well, let me not say stress. I would say struggling and strain. You know what I'm saying? The Bible talks about in. Um, in John 16. John 16, verse 33 talks about, um, I have said this to you that in me, you may have perfect peace. You may have peace in the world. You have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So that part up in there, when he says in the world, you have tribulation, that's telling me right there <laughs> that we're going to have some drama up in here. It's it, that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. Like that's part of this walk, people. Like, if we think for a quarter of a second that we're going to live our lives and our lives are going to be this Instagram reel or this TikTok reel of nothing but just happy times, happy times, whoop, whoop, yup, yup, all the things, started from the bottom, now I'm here, all the things, right? Um, if, if that's what you're thinking, then that by itself is 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 causing some of the worry, right? It's, it's messing you up. You know, you have to fix your expectation in that space that we're going to go through something. Like we're all, we're either going through something, coming out of something or about to go into something. Like that's how that works. <laughs> it's a constant up, down motion here, right? It's really about your response to the, to the struggle. How are you going to respond to the, to the thing? And that's where that worry part comes in, the anxiety part comes in, where you're sitting here so busy focused on the struggle, the issue, that you forget that there's a vic- there's victory on the other side of that, right? That there's a promise that's lying through that, where we're, we can focus on that, like I said, on that part of the scripture where it says that in this world you may have tribulation. But right after that, it says, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Right. Which tells me that, you know what, this thing is going to just going to last for a season and it's going to be OK. Like, it's going to be OK. All I got to do is breathe through it. Like, it's going to be OK. And I and let me be clear, I realize that there are going to be things that we go through that really feel like it's not going to be OK. Or how do you be OK from this? Like, you know, the thought of like a loss of a child or or. You know, some kind of crazy diagnosis or the loss of a 
a parent, someone who is very, very dear to you, I can understand how that will feel like it's not going to be okay. And maybe on this side of this, on this side of the world, on this side of the eternity, it may not feel that way. But I have to, I have to lean into knowing that that person came here, they did their part, and they got called home. Like, that's how that works for me. They came here, they did their part. Even if it was just for a second, a minute, a a breath. If it was enough, because, you know, it changed me. Like, in, in truth, even if the only thing it did was came here and changed me, forever changed me, then maybe that was their part. Right? And um, I try my best to try to lean into and find the the intention of God. And I know his intention is not to break me. It's not to break me. It's not to um, crush my dreams and my hopes. That is not his intention. So because I recognize that that is not his intention, it's easier for me to uh, eventually, <laughs> let me be clear, eventually come back to the middle, right? Of knowing that his love for me is, is still true and he is faithful in, in giving me, um, giving, you know, making this a good walk for me, right? Making this a, you know, to make this life a happy space for me. Well, not a happy space. I think that is a crazy word because that's not what he planned, but at least to give me a peace in this, in this world. So you can't be worrying and be at peace at the same time. Those two things are um, are opposed, right? You can't you can't have both of them at the same time. On the same subject, let me be clear about that. You know, you got you got you got to be you got to either have one or the other. But his word tells me that he is here to give me peace. So, in closing. I just want everybody to, I I will leave you with this as we close this year. I will say, what are some of the things that you focused on in 2022? And I I will say, go back and look at how you responded to the situation. So we're at the end of 22, right? So that means that you've been through some things this year. If you could just take a moment and just think about how, what was something that you went through and try to remember how you felt before you got to it, but you saw it coming. Like you saw, you saw it could have been a thing, (laughs) right? And then the thing happened. And then how was the response afterwards? Right. I think if you can like sort of just go back and review maybe just a couple, a couple of instances in your life and see how those things happened and how at one moment you made that thing out to be such a huge event. And it turned out not to really be nothing at all or definitely not as bad as you thought it was going to be. Right. Like that's usually how I go. You're like, mm. yeah, that was a little weird, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And then think about who you are now because of it. You know, you're stronger, you're smarter. You know, the Bible has a, um, the Bible says that he wants, that he, I'm sending you out amongst the wolves and I want you to be as shrewd as the serpent and as gentle as the dove. Right. And so that shrewd is like the smartness, the, the, you know, the, the aggressiveness, the understanding of it, right. You know, the wisdom of it. You need to understand, you need to be, you need to lean in and understand, you know, what's happening. You need to be, you know, decisive enough to see it, right? Calculating enough to see it, 
right? And so think about it. At the other side of this moment where you've gone through some things in 2022 and you thought it was going to be huge, and it, but by the time you got through it, you realized it wasn't as big as it was going to, as you thought it was going to be. But that, that thing changed you. It made you more shrewd. In some spaces, it made you gentle. Hopefully, it helped. It helped to. It helped you to extend grace to others because you've been through that, and now you know what it was like. You know the pain people felt. You know the anxiety people go through. Um, let me just use like a really good example. As I was sitting here thinking about this, I was thinking about how you know how you go and you apply for a job. We've all probably applied for jobs, and you know how you apply for a job. And the people don't write you back. They don't tell you if you got the job. They don't tell you if you didn't get the job. And then even if they say you don't get the job, they don't even tell you why you didn't get the job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, can you at least tell me why I didn't get it? You know, like, give me a hint. Like, what am I supposed to do? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, tell me what can I do to be better? You know, all these things. Well, you know, in that in that space, it's one of those things where when you go to the interview and you're now you're trying to put this best foot forward because you want to make sure that you know you clearly articulate your greatness <laughs> right and how wonderful you are for this position you know you're doing all these things and you know what and you're thinking about how when you went on the last interview you didn't say this or you didn't say that so even though you didn't get that last interview you know that there were things that you could have done better I mean, you didn't get that last job, but you knew that there were, could have, there were things that you could have done better in the interview. So this time around, you're so much smarter. You're, you know, you, you've arrived early. You didn't, you didn't let yourself get stressed out by getting to the interview late. If it was something in person, or even if it was something that was virtual, you made sure that you could connect to everything well in advance. So you didn't have that, you know, that feeling of trying to connect, trying to connect and it don't connect. And then you get to the interview and you're a couple of minutes late and you spend the first couple of minutes and the next couple of minutes trying to explain what happened and all the things. And then your anxiety and everything is already up because, you know, and all that could have been avoided if you would have just signed in. 15 minutes early, <laughs> you know, 30 minutes early, at least try the connection 30 minutes early and make sure it worked, you know, all these things. Right. But, you know, like even in that space, it has made you a strong, smarter person. It has made you a stronger, it has made you shrewder. Right. You understand. And then when you become a boss and you are now interviewing and when somebody shows up at your interview and they are stressed out because they couldn't log in in a timely manner. Now you know how to extend grace because you remember that time when that was you. Right. So I would say in this moment, at the end of 2022, I pray that you can review some of the things you went through this year and see your response in them and how you handled them and what it looked like on the on the beginning, on the front side of that. In the middle of the foolishness, when you was going through it and then how you felt afterwards after it was over. And amazing how when you were standing in front of that thing, it looked like this huge, 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 huge mountain. You couldn't see through it. You couldn't see over it. You couldn't see around it. You couldn't see beneath it. But then once you get over it, you look back and it was like an anthill. You was like, wow, that barely even, what was that? Like that wasn't even a thing. I don't even know why I was tripping about that. You know, it's like that. And don't get me wrong. I'm not necessarily talking about your big things. I'm talking about the things that drive us crazy all day long, like driving in traffic and you're stuck in traffic. And oh my goodness gracious, this is like the worst thing. Is it? I don't know if it's the worst thing. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, like that's, that's what I'm saying. 
it's like if we could just start to get to the point where we don't overly stress out and overly worry about the millions of little things that we endure every day, we just might find ourselves in a better space. And then that would give us room to really process the big things that are happening in our life. Right? Process them, breathe through them, and give them to God. Do what we can do. Process it. Do what we can do. Breathe and give it to God. Like, that's really all we can do at this point. So, again, thank you all so much for welcoming me back into your ears. You know, um, allowing me to share some of your mental space. I pray that this was helpful for you. Um, As we go out into 2022. I pray that God gives you peace, that he gives you the joy that he promised, the joy and the peace that he promised you, that you can lean into it and that your heart, that your heart opens up enough so that you can believe it and receive it. I pray that you leave out of 2022 with a grateful and thankful heart and you walk into 2023 full of expectations for God to do big and wonderful things in your life, right? To do exceedingly and wonderfully more than you can even think or imagine, right? That he actually fulfills the promises that he says in that word. And he brings those promises to your remembrance. So you can say, wow, look what the Lord has done. So I pray that for you. Go with God and be at peace.